Hey Thumpers, welcome back to another episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper RPG. I'm just going to start every episode now with, with that. Wakandan <laughs> salute. <laughs> Wakandan salute. Wakandan salute, very good, movie, very good. That movie has just blown my mind, you guys. I'm going to go watch it for a third time. Yeah, me too. This weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. You guys, oh, you're going to go watch it with Pooch. Let's go watch it with Pooch. Well, his wife's out of town. God, I, sent Pooch a, I sent Pooch a message and I was yeah. like, have you seen Black Panther yet? He's like, my wife is out of town. I'm not watching this movie without oh. my black wife. <laughs> He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I do love watching uh, Jess's stories about when uh, Pooch is asleep. Oh, yeah. It's Those the best. My favorite. Those are my he, favorite. Great. He also just put out on his Instagram uh, the scenes he was in for that Suge Knight. Yeah. Uh, oh, when, right. he was played, when he played Vanilla, Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Death that was pretty amazing. Things. It looks awesome. It looks, I missed it, looks it really but good. it looks awesome. His commentary yeah. is incredible. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. commentary is great. I definitely, okay. I don't know, I don't know where to, where we can watch that, but I would love to watch it. I don't know. We'll, you know, we'll find we'll it. If he has him. a copy, we'll have to watch it at Pooch's house. That'd be with awesome. Pooch. Yeah, yeah. Barbecuing. We need a Pooch if you're watching. Pooch. We're, we're planning a night at your house. So. Totally. Coming over, dude. Yeah. So interesting news today. Joss Whedon has exited Batgirl. Um, Can we go back to vamping? Because I don't want to talk about that. Interesting. Well, interesting because like we talked about it I, right before yeah, no, the show started rolling was the internet's decision on this is either 50% is like, thank God Joss is out. Mm-hmm. The other 50% is um, more or less like, oh, great. Another director is exiting mm-hmm. the DC universe. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of find myself in this middle ground where I'm bummed that Joss Whedon's not on it because I've liked his movies that he's made previously. Sure. Sure. But I'm not mad about the fact that his, this brings an opportunity to bring in another Something great else, yeah. new director, another... Uh, that was refreshing you know. to read. Yeah. yeah. That was refreshing to to read in... What was the what was the article? Was it Hollywood Reporter? Hollywood Reporter, yeah. Hollywood Reporter put out this thing, and even before I read it, I thought to myself, I don't know what it's going to say in there. I, you know, I saw the headlines and everything, Joss Whedon leaving, and I was like, I also didn't want to click on it because it was going to bum me out, yep. and I didn't want to... You know, just be like, well, this this doesn't mean that something is gonna we're gonna get it sooner. That's the thing. I'm I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to see a Batgirl movie. I really yeah. want to see a Batgirl. Whoever makes it, I want to see a Batgirl movie. Yeah. But before I even clicked on it, I thought, wouldn't it be great if, with everything that's sort of happening, uh, with, especially with these kinds of movies lately, these kinds of trends that are happening, where people that don't normally get to direct these kinds of movies, uh, and fans that don't normally get to see movies starring. Uh, not dudes in like the superhero role. Mm-hmm. They're kind of asking for more of this kind of stuff. I mm-hmm. thought, wouldn't it have been great if Joss Whedon was really like, you know what? On second thought, I don't think I should be the person to direct mm-hmm. this. This should be helmed by a female centric, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, a leader, a mm-hmm. project that is um, about a female character should maybe be directed by a female director yeah. because, mm-hmm. just because, for many, many, many obvious reasons. And I and then I clicked on it and read the thing that the Hollywood Reporter said, mm-hmm. which was the decision for Whedon to, de- Whedon to depart was a mutual one and reflects the studio's desire to seek more female directors, particularly on projects centered on female characters. So read that little thing and I'm like, that would be awesome. That is awesome if Warner Brothers didn't d- indeed like say that to, to, to sort right. of tell to the Hollywood right. Reporter right. to tell us. Like, I think that's great. So yeah, I'm with you, Adam. Yeah. It's like I've liked a lot of Joss Whedon's stuff, his comic mm-hmm. books, his mm-hmm. his movie, his comic book centric movies. I think that he understands the comic book world. Absolutely. And I think that for the controversy that he's gone under for how he has sort of portrayed himself as a feminist and a lot of people that that have just kind of looked at his life and some people that know him and everything like that have said that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Despite all of that stuff, which is still valid, I still feel like in the grand scheme of things, he ha- he did create and write very very good female characters, mm-hmm. and he knew how to approach some of that stuff in a in a landscape that was n- 
predominantly dominated by like male directors right. and writers and that kind right. of stuff. So I, I have liked a lot of his stuff. And so on the one hand, I am bummed that he doesn't get to do another, another comic book thing because I think he's good in that world. Mm -hmm. But I'm also happy that, yeah, this could be an opportunity for a female director to come in and make a badass movie. <clears throat> and it could be something close to Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman. But then again, I'm also bummed because it means we're not going to get it sooner. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's a big if. Like, mm -hmm. we don't know where Warner Brothers' head's at right now. Like, mm -hmm. everything's so up in the air that it's just, it's, it's hard to... For me, it's hard to look at this positively because of everything that's gone on. Like, you you see you see people exiting left and right, and and people exited the the uh, Han Solo movie or yeah. were fired from or whatever happened yeah. to to the directors. And like, it just it sucks that the vision that was initially put out there is not going to happen. And that would have been interesting to see Joss Whedon's mm -hmm. version of that. But I didn't read this part of the article. The, the part of the article mm. where they're creating a space, hopefully, for a woman-centric team to come in and take over and be badass. I'm hoping they learn their lesson from Wonder Woman. Like, it's it's just, it's yeah. written, it's written right there. This is what people want. This is what, what is going to get people interested in your movie. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, then do that and go 100%. You know? Yeah, and the the that second part actually came from so the Hollywood Reporter had the exclusive on it that had the Joss Whedon quote mm -hmm. and sort of Warner Brothers response, but this second part actually came from Variety's version of the article. Okay, where they did some okay. follow ups with people at Warner Brothers. Okay, so that's that's why you you didn't see Ooh, it because you okay. were linked to the Hollywood Reporter yeah, version. Yeah, okay. Um, interesting too because a lot of people were sort of going off of what Joss's quote was, which is Batgirl is such an exciting project. And Warner's DC is so collaborative and so are so supportive and collaborative partners. It took me months to realize I don't really have a story. I'm grateful to Jeff and Toby and everyone who was so welcoming when I arrived and so understanding when I, uh, is there a sexier word for failed? Yeah. A lot of people are sort of looking at that and saying, it took you, a, you had a year to try, sort of figure out mm -hmm. what the story for Batgirl could be. Why was it so difficult? to find a story there's plenty of mythology and history mm -hmm. with that right, character right, with right. what's happened to her in comic book history mm -hmm. why was it so difficult to you for you to tr try to craft something and th <laughs> there wasn't a completely extreme of this too where people were like see see this is why they brought on joss whedon to fix justice like this was all a sham he was never going to do in the first place and i'm like shut up <laughs> relax <laughs> those are the people you mute yeah um but i yeah, and part some, of me some is people also, sorry. Some yeah, people yeah. also looked at the 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 thing where he says that he essentially failed, yeah. and uh, and people were and because just, Justice League, not, how we not, took it over and it not failed? even that. I think oh, that okay. people just looked, they kind of honed in on that, and they're like, here's another example of a guy who even he admits that like he doesn't have something, but he's going to continue mm -hmm. to get meetings and get mm -hmm. deals and get mm -hmm. you know. It's another case of like people were pointing to that and going, this is a, this is a guy who can kind of fail upwards. Mm -hmm. Colin mm -hmm. Trevorrow directed Jurassic World, and then he got Star Wars Nine. Well, mm -hmm. not anymore. Right now, he's going to not be able to do that, and he's going to have to work on something else. But to some people, they read that and it felt like that, maybe because they mm -hmm. didn't like Joss Whedon's superhero movies or his mm -hmm. previous work or his mm -hmm. reputation or whatever or his, his actions or whatever. But there's a lot of stuff to kind of read into that. But yeah. I think it also, yeah. anytime we read something like this or an announcement like this, you ha I think you have to look at it as like, I, this is the most diplomatic possible version of this. Absolutely. People totally. never Absolutely. know the behind the, the scenes, stuff, the real yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. And I looked at this and I went, maybe, again, looking for that silver lining, maybe this is Joss Whedon saying, it took me months to realize I really didn't have a story. Translation, it took me months to realize 
I'm not the guy whose story should be told. Exactly. Maybe exactly. he is. Maybe this is Warner Brothers going, well, mm-hmm. what if we like ask for some female writers and female directors to mm-hmm. see what they could bring to this mm-hmm. character? Not that whatever Joss Whedon would do wouldn't be would bad garbage. automatically right, or good right, automatically, right. but again, look at what Patty Jenkins brought to the importance of Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and her life experience with this character and her perspective. Look at what Ryan Coogler brought to Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Black Panther, especially in a case where it's a character in a fictionalized African country, mm-hmm. Coogler's from Oakland. He brought Oakland to it. Mm-hmm. And that's fascinating mm-hmm. and opened up a lot of possibility for Absolutely. stories because of that background, because of specifically that director's background. So maybe Joss Whedon's going, I really didn't have a story <clears throat> translation. We should go ask some other director or writers. Who can bring who, something who can a little bring, more like, valuable. Because Batgirl means so many things to so many different people. Yeah. But yeah. maybe the more maybe the more interesting question today is, what does Batgirl mean to a woman director, woman writer, female exactly. director, female writer, yeah. female producers? Like, what does it mean? Yeah. What, is, what does she mean? And I think Warner, I think Batgirl in particular, because she is of the Batman family, is a perfect way to sort of like the perfect next step from Wonder Woman to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not an obscure character; it's a character that people know pretty damn well. She's mm-hmm. been around for a long time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect character to sort of step back, look at, and go. Someone else's voice should tell the story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, keep that momentum and it's very going. Appropriate. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, it seems like it's an it's an. I don't want to say appropriate move, but it seems like he's. He's being a little bit more socially aware, you know, now that the whole Me Too movement's going on. It's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe this is his part of like giving people an opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. like he's a man in power. He's like, why don't I just create a little vacuum here, make space for somebody? Mm-hmm. And that's how you make a difference. What you know? was the name that's of the guy, you... the name of the actor who stepped down from Hellboy? Ed Scrine. Oh. Ed Scrine. Yes, exactly. Same thing, except exactly. Ed Scrine was very honest and forthcoming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and did a whole post about it about him saying, I'm going to make space for what otherwise maybe an mm-hmm. actor wouldn't have an mm-hmm. opportunity like Absolutely. this for a minor or a major role or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we all knew exactly where he was coming from. And we all immediately forgave anything that the movie fucked up by casting him in the fir- first right. place because we were right. like, awesome, Daniel yeah. Day Kim, like, Dang, they really went above Everybody's and beyond. Once they, once they corrected this yeah. this thing that to a lot of people like was is another example of like a bad trend or like yeah. a bad thing in Hollywood. Yeah. So, you know, like like I said earlier, we might not know the behind the scenes, but there might be there might be some behind the scenes that like tried to find a very diplomatic way to say this without right, right, wanting right. to again kind of put that lens under mm-hmm. Warner Brothers Studio and go, well, why did you guys hire Joss in the first place for mm-hmm. Batgirl? Mm-hmm. Why were you taking meetings with him? Right. But not any no other female directors came in saying, Hey, right. I, I have a take on Batgirl or Supergirl yeah. or you know, yeah. Gotham City Sirens or a Harley Quinn movie mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. Wonder Woman two or three or you right. know, an Amazon's movie, like whatever. So I don't know, maybe the, this whole thing just read like it's diplomatic. We don't. Right. We'll never know the whole thing, but this could be good. But and also, creating art is hard. Like Adam, you you wrote a movie. It was difficult. Like it's freaking. It's 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 Tough really shit. hard. And it, and you don't know until later on that you might or might not have something that actually works. Like yeah. Same goes with like drawing any kind of art that you do. Like it's mm-hmm. it's all some. It's something that in the, at the end of the day you have to be in love with the product. And mm-hmm. if he's not in love with the product. Don't hey, do the like, movie. Yeah, don't yeah. do the movie. It's it's actually smart for him to bail now, totally, rather than having another shit show movie. Totally. Well, and I think I think they made the right move to do it the way that they did because other times we've heard directors leave and it's mm-hmm. doesn't. It, no one ever really says anything. We just find out that that's the case. Nobody says anything, and mm-hmm. 
you're like, does this sound good terms on yeah. bad terms? Yeah. Yeah. You see Rick Famuyiwa yes, make his post that, that Black about. Panther oh made God. more money than Justice League in the first week. Yeah. You're like, ooh, there's some bad blood That's here. That's a isn't dig. There? That's a hardcore dig. And even yeah. Rick Famuyiwa had like a like a comment, yeah. you know, uh, a, a statement from when when from when they mutually mm-hmm. parted mm-hmm. sides or whatever. So. But it was it that was very, very PR. Like, but it was that very creative differences sort of right. like sure. the one that we hear spit a thousand times right. every time somebody splits from something. This is the first. First time we've gotten a statement blah, blah, blah. that's been more of like, I have nothing to contribute this. There's someone yeah. better out there for it, more and or less. refreshing yeah. because it's yeah. you, you, I, you. I'd rather hear that than creative differences, Right, honestly. exactly. Be like, no, we're still on great terms, creative differences, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, dude, be honest. Because and I, honestly, yeah. that makes me more of a fan of Joss mm-hmm. because I feel he's being real with us. So well, a little bit because I also think that people did read into like really you had months and and Joss is a great writer and a great director like he, he couldn't come up with something for Batgirl seems a little fishy that it's like I, I don't challenge know if we, people yeah to it's like screen write a movie I, yeah it's like I, yeah but still it's, it's like this dude has done this before you I know. know so it's yeah, so it's true. um and people just love Batgirl so much and there's so much story potential there yeah. that it just seemed a little fishy for there to be this sort of kind of like. The, the reason being like just honestly writer's block couldn't come up with it i think there's some other stuff behind the scenes happening that that maybe could lead to some good stuff mm-hmm. i hope yeah and i'm rooting maybe for maybe people out there who are speculating maybe has a, something to do with justice league maybe you're not wrong i mean uh, yeah I mean, that would be a bummer we're there's not gonna know no we're not way, gonna know it's all speculation exactly point, exactly but another cool thing that was like revealed that. Yeah. the tv show krypton <laughs> gave us a first look at brainiac and holy shit, I was really impressed. I need to see this. I thought I it was really cool. It you haven't looks, seen the image yet? No. It, talk it looks a lot. It, it more or less, I mean, based on the interview, there's an in- interview with the actor who plays Segel, um, Cameron, I forget his last name, but he's talking about the character and he, and he talks about how much he loved the Gary Frank, Jeff Johns run, That's Superman great. Brainiac. And the design looks very much like it. So I'm... Ooh, is that him? Yeah, it must, oh, wow. it must be coming... F- from that run in terms of visual aesthetic story-wise i'm not sure i think story-wise i think we might see some similarities to superman the animated series those those first three episodes and how they incorporated Mm. brainiac into the origin of krypton i like like krypton exploding because of brainiac brainiac not saving it and then him him later becoming that enemy of kal-el the last son of krypton so yeah oh so this looks a lot like the injustice version of brainiac which again is also Mm. based off of that gary frank art where they there's been so many different versions of brainiac over the years (laughs) there's been so (laughs) many different supergirl yeah yeah yeah, not just that but even within the comics there were all these different there was like Vril Docs, and there was yep. like you know Brainiac's just a robot skeleton, and there was so many yeah. different versions. And Brainiac's now a, a, a thing that can like move its consciousness into different bodies. Yep. Blah 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 yep. blah. That when Jeff Johns and Gary Frank put this this story together, Superman colon Brainiac. Yep. If you haven't read it yet, go get it, go find it. Um, they they kind of streamlined it, and they were like, okay, every other Brainiac was like a was like a probe. Was like a sort of mm-hmm. like a like a uh, you know like like an, a copy like a like yeah, a doom clone bot. a doom bot. Mm-hmm. This is the real guy, and they made him this huge beefy like he's mm-hmm. bigger and buffer than Superman. Mm-hmm. And and then they kind of revealed this whole thing is like yeah I've been traveling the universe this whole time collecting worlds, and now I finally got to Earth, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna fuck with you, Superman. And it yeah. was great. Wow, it was really great. I looked, pretty cool. I saw the photos, and I was like, man, this is so impressive that this sci-fi show can make this Brainiac look so fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. can't we get him in a movie? What a cool, I mean, that exactly what you just explained is like, what a cool premise for a movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have this villain and you could, the cool thing about doing a character like Brainiac is that you can have other lower tier villains, like ones that are not as big 
mm-hmm. big, like maybe even a character like Metallo, mm-hmm. but then you have this bigger threat of Brainiac show up, you know, in the second act or something. Yeah, yeah. That's, and then the, that's what I would the stakes do. elevate even higher. Like, yeah. what a great way to craft a Superman yeah, I movie. Would, I would Absolutely. love a Superman movie that has, like you said, Metallo, maybe yeah. Parasite in Parasite, like the beginning, like yeah. an Act One guy. Mm-hmm. Luther's obviously there and Luther's been in communication with mm-hmm. something some yeah. sort of higher intelligence it's Brainiac he shows up right. I honestly I, I there's a version of the movie Man of Steel that was the same conflict between Superman and, and Zod but you could have just swapped out Zod with Brainiac, Brainiac. Totally. fudged some stuff and it would have been the same like yeah. movie totally. and Superman could have still done the same thing at the yep. end like um, and it would have been a movie that had Brainiac because we have yet to see Brainiac yeah. in a movie he was almost in Tim Burton's movie when that was almost, almost going to be a thing almost so yeah. I love Brainiac. It's one of my favorite Superman villains. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's he's one of those villains that's like doom level kind of scary. Mm-hmm. When he shows up, mm-hmm. you know something's gonna go down, like yeah. really, really bad. So it's, I I agree with you guys. It's it's cool that they're doing this. And and to go back to your point, Adams, why can't they make this into movies? It's just it's weird how TV shows always take a bigger risk. Like they're which was never the case. Yeah, yeah. And no, they were very traditional. Like Smallville, or, Smallville took some chances with certain villains, but visually mm-hmm, all right. the villains looked like humans yeah, like even absolutely. brainiac in that show because there's no played budget. by james marsters yeah. he looked like a human and yeah because there's, powers, there's no budget like right. it's 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 interesting to look at the shift in things now mm-hmm. even netflix was saying that they're going to spend a lot less time making movies and going to tv shows mm. so they're, the amount they're, of people that are signing deals on netflix it's uh, hopefully insane. tv survives <laughs> it's insane i mean but that's the thing like yeah. traditional tv's going by the wayside yeah young kids don't watch young don't watch tv anymore mm. it's all on youtube it's yeah. all here so what's going on now is that there's this major shift and i honestly i'm i'm not mad at this because i like when if like if we could get movie style budgets onto a tv show like an episodic For sure. look at jessica jones look at all these marvel Dude, netflix series I, I mean that's basically it. game of thrones yeah i heard West rumors yeah of how much the westworld pilot cost yeah and it is more it's than movie. most films yeah it is a movie See? that's nuts hey, kaiju, kaiju shut your up. mouth get out of here kaiju but yeah i i think that's <laughs> he's running around. kaiju's hiding kaiju's hiding <laughs> hey Kaiju's like, he won't find me behind all of these <laughs> wires. He's like, sticks and wires. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting yeah. to see this shift. And and I hope that this bodes well for maybe we'll see a badass show mm-hmm. come off of this that also has brain or maybe Brainiac or some of the other legendary like mm-hmm. Superman villains. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe we'll get even better stories out of it, like stories that can fully breathe and I keep saying this, but I remember one time I was watching a movie and I was like, why isn't, why isn't this longer? Like yeah. I could totally go for this in a series. Yeah. And so it's just, I think the series works better when you're trying to tell a super epic story that way. I think that's why I'm kind of uh, excited about the Titans show that's coming to the DC streaming yeah. service. A lot of potential. Cause I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for them to take budgets and just strictly focus it on their digital platform, mm-hmm. and they're 100% in control of what that is. They can make it, it can be whatever style it wants mm-hmm. to be because mm-hmm. it's their platform. I that's and I that's what excites me is like yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be mad if in like five, ten years DC was like or Warner's was like, you know what? We're gonna distribute a superhero movie to Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. a uh, like a Superman movie or or like some maybe if it was like a Hawkman, I'd be like, I'm, yeah. I'm in for like it. Like a Hawkman, yeah. Like a just follow follow the, the cookie cut. There's mm-hmm. a, an eight episode Hawkman series to get yeah, you excited series, yeah. and then tease a bunch of other heroes into you it. Do that. You know, it's 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 a it's a good little jump off point that's kind of unexpected, kind of out of left field that'll get people really hyped if you really do it right, mm-hmm. you know? And and I think it's a good opportunity in which like 
you could really go for what we still haven't felt yet with the Marvel Netflix universe sure. and the movie universe right. colliding I agree. together. Some connection. Like yeah. tie that shit together yeah. and then release an epic movie, like a, like a two hour movie where they all meet together and something happens mm-hmm. and then bring it back to Netflix. Bring it I back think, to a streaming service. I think a lot of the Marvel movies have very rightfully, like they're kind of emulating the Marvel comics pattern of like, Captain America Civil War is the big event, the right, summer event. Right, exactly. And they knew to pick the street-level heroes to be mm-hmm. like, well, this could be a TV show just because budget, just because right, practicality. Right. What, you're, what you described earlier, Augustine, was like some of that long-form storytelling that mm-hmm. just feels better with a TV show coming from the comic book world. We have already seen that with stuff like Supergirl, The Flash, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. When absolutely. those shows are firing on all cylinders, they're mm-hmm. firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And some of those special effects... Yeah. Or like, again, even where we came to 10 years ago from Smallville, 10 years before that with like Lois and Clark and the original Flash show, 10 years before that with like, you know, Incredible Hulk, Wonder Woman, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's this, it's, it's an, it's been incredible leaps and bounds. Absolutely. These sort of Superman level leaps and bounds. You see what I did there? I see what you did there. Between these, between these buildings in the TV world. Mm -hmm. And I think I'll always still prefer my superhero stuff in movies because movies give me that massive budget and those huge Absolutely. but some stories are better suited look at how we got Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. that shit looked dope mm-hmm. and I never would have thought for years I was like well Ghost Rider has to be a movie maybe a trilogy because it's like, the budget because well, the flaming the, yeah, skull like, yeah. yeah because of that because uh, you know he's this big right. thing in the supernatural world of Marvel right. and he g- g- gives his own movie but now I'm like you gotta give Moon Knight his own show give mm-hmm. Ghost Rider his own show mm-hmm. give you know give the Doom Patrol a TV show this weird mm-hmm. group this weird group of outsider mm-hmm. misfits mm-hmm. On the side, and Titans is really exciting because we could see. I mean, in these shows, we're seeing more characters than we will ever see in movies, just because even if Warner Brothers was making DC superhero movies at the same pace that Marvel's making their movies, mm-hmm. two, three a year, we would still not get to some characters right. until 10, 15, 20 right. years exactly. from now, yeah. just exactly. because there's so many characters that that's what TV does. It's like it gives you more of an opportunity. Boop. That's why I'm totally yeah. in favor for going for more of a long, sure. like a long form storytelling and then, and then blending it. I don't see why. <clears throat> They haven't mm-hmm. made that like just TV stations in general haven't made that crossover that's, yet. That's why I've always talked about it. I've said it so many times. Like I wish a show like The Flash would just condense its season to like eight episodes, absolutely, yeah. but be one full hour, absolutely, and then use that money that they don't spend on the other fifteen right. to right. put it into these eight. Right, exactly. And you could have such a higher concept, a higher and a concept, bigger, and also yeah. it's it sucks that. I wonder like, if that will ever change. It yeah. sucks that t- the TV know. format is oh we're gotta wait until the ratings come in to mm-hmm. see if you're going next season. Mm-hmm. Cause that's such a hamper on the writing. Like you have to uh, potentially wrap something up at the end of the season because right. sure. you don't know if you're gonna have a job next yeah. season. It sucks. Like you're putting your writers in a shitty spot to be in. Whereas if a TV station would say, "Okay, we're greenlining three seasons of this. Give us a bomb ass three yeah. season, eight episode arc. Yeah, boom, go." TV would be so much better. Right. But the way that TV production works, something like The Flash, I don't think could ever go from 22 episodes to eight episodes because it would mean a ton of people are out of jobs over various weeks <laughs> when they're producing it's a possible. show up in Vancouver yeah. and yeah. like, you know, unions would come into play. Like all the, like all, like all this stuff, with like yeah. actors would be out of work for as opposed for to- longer, yeah. You know, because it's, it's also a business and these kinds Absolutely. of longer form TV shows right. that they, they do serve a purpose and a slot in whatever mm-hmm. budgets mm-hmm. these networks have yeah. and all mm-hmm. that other stuff yeah. that no, we, have, we never think about with a lot of factors but like yeah ideally for storytelling i feel like writers would love that stuff but i'm sure writers love getting paid for the x number of scripts Mm -hmm. that they you know what i mean so like it's it's i get that it's a business but i think that maybe someday tv will start to change it kind of is because game of thrones westworld Mm -hmm. these things are are Mm -hmm. evolving the whole idea of television into something different even what we saw from 
even like a 13 episode season when Daredevil first came yeah. out on Netflix, yeah. we were all like, "Oh, this is this is great. It's way yeah. better than 22." Yeah. And and then we went when it went from that to eight episodes with Defenders, we we're like, "Even better. Even like, better. Make them shorter. <laughs> yeah. oh, make with them Stranger shorter. Things, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah perfect. I'm all about Stranger perfect. Things is a is a great example." Um but yeah, so you know, maybe someday all of this kind of stuff will 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 look at television shows differently and yeah, then absolutely. they really will be like you know oh we got this great idea let's do three eight episode yep. seasons like yep. and then at the end it'll be a it'll be in a yep. movie like, i think I it just know. i think it just takes for a show to just have the balls to do and like breaking bad there's a lot of seasons where breaking bad was only or a couple at least where the show Ten the season yeah yeah and, and i think yeah. the first one was only four yeah. or five yeah, mm. really short. So I mean, like you can do it, but I think you have to sort of plan for it. Like, okay, we're gonna to have, do. You have to have faith in your property. Exactly, too, we're you know? gonna do. You know, we're gonna do eight episodes of Flash season four, mm-hmm. and you know, instead of coming back in in six months or in a year, we'll come back in six. Like, yeah, there's exactly. a way to do it. There's there, a way. To there's do a it. way to work around it, and it's it's it just it feels like the TV and the movie industry is so afraid of change and so yeah. afraid of adjusting because they've done things for the same way for a hundred mm. years. And now it's just like, guys, we're all changing. Like mm-hmm. everybody's evolving. This younger generation than us is only watching YouTube. Like yeah. either you either adapt or you're gonna go extinct. Yeah, I mean, it and- feels like Agents of Shield kind of did that because mm-hmm. they started breaking up their seasons to be like season four part one is right. Ghost Rider. Season four, part two yeah, is LMD. Yeah, a lot LMD, of shows did that. Life they were going on hiatus halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, a lot of they, shows They're already maybe kind of breaking it up like that, but it's still, it's not the same as like, it's like not you said, Adam. Like, no. we're going to do season four, and then yeah. we'll come back in six months with season right, five, right. and then, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right. it's it's very different. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure advertising has a big play in that too. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. It'd be so interesting to, uh, to commercials see. Commercials suck. TV commercials, boo. Right. <laughs> It'd be so interesting to see a TV show oh, sort of fully embrace that. You're gonna see a commercial that. no matter what. I know. Yeah. yeah. I no know. matter what, you're gonna see a commercial. Yeah. I got an I got an email the other day that AT and T is offering cable service now. So it's basically another streaming like different than Uverse? like Play View, yeah, like uh, the PlayStation View, yeah, like that kind of service where they offer you cable but yeah, through yeah. your internet. Mm-hmm. So mm. internet, internet, like, inter- <laughs> like internet's a thing. That thing they call <laughs> the, the internet. Interweb. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think there is some change coming. It's just, yeah. I, it's very mm-hmm. slow. Yeah, it's, the people they're are very so slow hesitant. to adapt. I mean, yeah. a lot of people have been saying that TV is going to go the way of the radio, where it kind of I think it is when when it like into a corner. Yeah. And you know, TV took over, but we'll see. And then podcast became a thing, and everyone's like, "I love audio." Po- yeah, but audio it's because podcast audio, had to audio get is becoming huge again. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and you have so much selection too, to listen to whatever fuck. you want. Yeah, you can either stare at us for an hour, or you can listen while you're driving home in traffic. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, you love it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, JJ was on Stephen Thanks, Colbert's man. show, and they briefly talked about Star Wars Episode Nine. He was there to promote a play that he that I guess he helped produce at some okay. Broadway. Um, we talked about episode nine. Jeffrey he said, Jacob. Jeffrey Jacob. That's what Jingleheimer it is. Jeffrey, Jingleheimer Schmidt. Jeffrey yep. Jacob. Jingleheimer Abrams. Schmidt. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. Uh, but he was there promoting. <laughs> That's my name too. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. His name is my name too. Yeah. yeah his name is my name too. <laughs> uh, he was there promoting a play. And we we're talking about episode nine. He says he has. He's got a script. He's been writing with Chris Terrio. Says one of the very few times he's actually had a script before he started shooting, which mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> that's that's a little but terrifying. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's how it works sometimes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're starting production apparently at the end of July. So. I'm excited about this. Uh, I was a little, I was one of those people who was like, "Really, we're bringing back JJ?" Um, but yeah. if, with JJ coming back to episode nine, what what do you want to see from episode nine that's different than what he did with seven? Oh, that's different oh, that, than what that, he did that with kind seven? of rides well, you know off of what episode I, eight did. So it's going to be interesting because of where Ryan Johnson left us mm-hmm. off. Right, mm-hmm. he left us off with this story could wrap here forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> or mm-hmm. you know, like 
we could choose to continue it at this point. I mean, we're obviously going to continue with Ray. Yeah. Obviously going to continue with Finn and Poe. It's going to be interesting to see where he takes it now that the tradition and, and, and all the expectations have sort of been shed. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a blank slate, which is really freaking cool, actually. Yeah. Because I loved what he did with the pilot of Lost, which was it's what got me to watch the show. One of the greatest pilots ever. Exactly. It's, it's, it's an amazing pilot. And so I think... I don't know. I think he's going to come out of left field and just surprise us with something. I, hope so. I think it was really interesting to watch this uh, long form interview that Ryan Johnson did at Q&A. <clears throat> Started watching it, haven't finished mm-hmm. it yet. But he talked about how he was writing episode eight, The Last Jedi, while they were filming yeah. The Force mm-hmm. Awakens. Mm-hmm. And he said that he was watching it and some of those performances influenced how he was writing The Last Jedi. Yeah. Because again, he knew what was kind of going down. He right. was brought in on it. But then when he was brought in to write uh, eight, the last Jedi. He's seeing dailies. He's seeing yeah. as they're filming yeah. the Force Awakens, and he's going, "Oh, Poe is this. Yeah. Oscar Isaac is this. Yeah. You know, John Boyega is this. Daisy Ridley's this. Oh, okay, great, great, great." Yeah. And it influenced his story. He said that he had asked J.J. Abrams to make one change. Yeah. Originally, Ray went to the island, the Scarif mm-hmm. planet. No, mm-hmm. is that what it was called? Octo. Octo. Oh, Octo. Octo. That one. Octo. Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. yeah. Well, Scarif is a Rogue One, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She went to uh, Octo. And she took Chewbacca and BB-8. Mm-hmm. And and Ryan Johnson was like, actually, I want R2-D2 to go. Can you swap that? And they swapped it. No so way. it's R2-D2 to yeah. have this moment with Luke where he's yeah. like, that's a cheap move. Yeah. You know, that great line. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. so he asked JJ to make that change. So then the interviewer asked him, "Are you? did you make any change for what JJ's doing for 9? And he goes, no, because of the production schedule. Like I was like done yeah. before yeah. they kind of, but like, before they he, even like, started talking He just turned it. in yeah. the script just now. So- yeah. What I want to see from that movie is basically in the same way that Ryan Johnson, to me, my interpretation of the film was he basically proved why Star Wars is important to the world mm-hmm. in a meta way within mm-hmm. the, that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want J.J. to, this is tough, not do any mystery box shit, not yeah. do any, but I want him to definitively end the saga. Absolutely. That's asking a lot, mm-hmm. but I cannot help but feel the pressure of that from going from four, five, and six, back right. to the prequels, one, two, and three, right. which are just serving to prop up four, five, and six yeah. more, yeah. to now we're at seven, eight, and then nine. Mm-hmm. This needs to be like, this needs to be come out, this needs to come out and be promoted in the trailers of like, the end of evil in this universe. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. good will fucking finally mm-hmm. prevail forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it needs to be Ray versus Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and then J.J., I want him to say something. Mm-hmm. I want the movie to have themes, to be mm-hmm. thematic, to say something about what these stories mean to mm-hmm. us and to people, same way Ryan did, but like lean into that shit mm-hmm. and then just end it. And just be and done with it. And if then if they need to, at the very end, do something to kind of say like, and these characters will live forever. Like, of course, Ray went on to have. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, or maybe if she yeah. dies, but whatever. Just like the same way, Broom Kid. Just let us know. Like, oh, this will always happen. Yeah, this is going to be a thing. There, yeah, there, there needs to be. There wasn't anything like that at the end of Return of the Jedi, which no. is a little disappointing. No. It was like we killed Luke or we killed Vader. Yeah. The Empire's defeated. Ewoks celebrate. Done. <laughs> it d- yeah. it didn't have this thing of like, and Luke, Leia, and Han will be here right, for you right. for all time. Like yeah. this kind of thing where you're just crying and just like, fuck yeah, man, Star Wars. <laughs> that you didn't have that. I want that with whatever JJ says uh-huh. at the like I just want the ending of this movie to just be, you know, well that's it. I I, that's I it. honestly I think that's kind of inherent in the actual like story itself because uh, Disney's never gonna let this die. 
You know, like Star mm-hmm. Wars is going to continue. And we have plans for Star Wars from now until the end of time, basically. Six more movies planned yeah. outside of the solo exactly. movies. Exactly. Outside uh, of the solo movies. Uh, yeah. Ooh. What, Two what, trilogies. What I want is yeah. a definitive end to this Skywalker, yes. Han Solo saga. Ray, like, I yeah. don't want, I don't want to the next 30 years of Star Wars to be. Well, Kylo Ren and Ray had this fight back then, and like, no, nope. no, we nope. need to move on because yeah. we we absolutely need to move on from Luke. It's our and, yeah. It's and, already and nine have, movies about a Skywalker. Yeah, nine. We already have like uh, we have no choice but to move on from Carrie Fisher, and then mm-hmm. Han Solo <clears throat> passed away. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like we are moving on and progressing. And what sucks is that the fan base doesn't always necessarily accept that kind of stuff you know so So, a lot of fans know that the world is vast and it's like give us some other stories give us a thousand years in the past a thousand years in the future side quests all that shit so i i think we will see that but i would love for this movie to end where it's like no more skywalkers like the story of ben solo Mm -hmm. will end Mm -hmm. but also some of these characters that you love if they're still alive at the end of this movie like hey you know, just that feeling. Here's of like, Lando. Feeling good, yeah. Finally, <laughs> Billy D just shows up. Billy D just no, 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 shows Billy up. Billy D and then, um, and yeah. then Donald Glover I do in not, a time warp. I do not want and them then to And then it's a buddy up. cop movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Looper. Yeah, exactly. It's Black Looper exactly. in space. <laughs> Blooper. Never mind. Blooper. 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 <laughs> Black Looper. That'd be better than the movie Looper, which I didn't love, Ryan Johnson. Sorry, I didn't love it. Um, that'd be amazing. But no, I just don't want episode nine to set up for 10, 11, 12. Yeah. You no, know, absolutely. Because because episode six did not set up for seven, right? And three just went right into four, yeah. but uh, but right. there was still thirty years different. I don't want there to be like any hint, the, the, like the the only thing that I think hinders that possibility is the fact that George Lucas wrote an outline for twelve movies originally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was going to be three trilogies. The right. first trilogy was Jedi Wars, then Clone Wars, and then or no, sorry, uh, I think it was Clone Wars, Star Wars, and then Jedi Wars. Mm-hmm. So mm. yeah, it's tough. I mean. I I imagine that Lucasfilm would want to make episodes forever. Right. Episode 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, yeah. 15, 16, 17 until we get to like 30 until years we get from tired now. tired of it. Yeah, and we're at episode yeah. 74 and yeah. but I think the I think the only way that the Star Wars saga can sustain by doing that is if with every new trilogy it's a passing of the torch, and it's mm-hmm. not just the Skywalkers now. Right, it's other people. Exactly. Now we've dealt with Skywalkers and Ray. Maybe the next trilogy yeah. is a time jump, and it's mm-hmm. this Broom Kid Jedi, mm-hmm. and it's his mm-hmm. story. And then the next trilogy right. is like, I think that's the only way you can sort of keep it fresh. Yeah. Um, I think if you're going to continue the Skywalker story forever, I don't. I don't well, want, I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't think this trilogy is even set up for that, honestly, because no. Kylo yeah. Ren is not going to come out of this having any children. Yeah. No. No, unless like unless Ray turns and they have <laughs> they get, right like unless Ray has kids and they get together and you know they do the yeah, boom boom in the bedroom force baby I, yeah I don't, I, I don't no, think the Skywalker no I don't think the Skywalker's like lineage will survive and and also think about what Star Wars did in the past and why it was such a big deal there was such an amount of like mysticism behind it yeah. and 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 exploring a brand new universe mm-hmm. and that's what got people really excited mm-hmm. that's what kids were really into back in the day and that's why the movie made it. Because there were these characters that we'd never seen before yeah. and these these worlds we've never seen before. And and that's why I love what Ryan Johnson did mm-hmm. with The Last Jedi, because he kind of broke away from everything else we had yeah. in the past. And 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 JJ now has the opportunity to say, We're gonna see some whole new shit that yeah. like you don't even know what's yeah. coming right now. Mm-hmm. Not just like, yeah, of course we're gonna see practical effects and puppets and thing and things like that, which is always something that I think the movie should have. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the charm that those things give. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, 
a whole nother like side of the universe that we keep talking about mm -hmm. that we need to see it's there and that gives us the opportunity to explore this whole new side it's like elon musk going out into space yeah. like he's trying to reignite that space race <laughs> totally. people are getting excited about it and that's yeah. what i want back in the star wars universe yeah no i i agree and i do think it's gonna be really hard to continue the skywalker saga i just don't think it's there and i think what ryan johnson did with with luke skywalker is sort of his way of saying this can't be the skywalker saga forever because yeah. that yeah. is sort no. of that that th I think that just limits what Star Wars can do as a trilogy, mm -hmm. and with these new two new trilogies coming out, I don't know. We obviously don't know where they're going to fall, where Ryan Johnson's will fall, and where the Game of Thrones creators trilogy will fall. But yeah. I do. I would actually love to see Star Wars go into the future. Yeah. I think being the fact that it's a fantasy set in a futuristic sci-fi right. world is like it's already in. The oh, future. you're going to go into the future, like future, you're even though this is a long time future. ago in the future. Like, yeah. okay, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I want to see so some it's really just like cool normal shit. Earth people. Can you imagine yeah. if they ever did a Star Wars movie that opened with a long time from now in a galaxy far away? It would be like what? Uh -huh. And it's like their technology Star super Trek. different. And yeah, exactly. the happiest person in the world. He'd be like, oh. Fuck! Yeah. He'd be on the Enterprise with lightsabers. I get yeah. it now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll Captain, see what I'm sensing a disturbance in the force. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That'd be kind of dope. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, they put on their robes. Last thing we're going to talk about this really cool video that Ryan Cougar did. I believe it was for Vanity Fair. Mm -hmm. It's a scene breakdown of the casino fight scene from Black Panther. Now, yeah. I'll, link, I'll link the video in the description. You absolutely have to check it out. Yeah. I want to talk about this because as someone who does this sort of stuff and stuff and looks at movies and how they how they film them how they break yeah. it down the mechanics of how they work where they put the camera how mm -hmm. they choreograph action all that sort of stuff this was eight minutes of so much education yeah yeah it was, it was brilliant it was bliss and you can see just by him just being so descriptive about the costumes the set design mm -hmm. the actors mm -hmm. the motion the action the camera movement it goes to show how talented he is how how much attention to detail he has and how mm -hmm. much he deeply deeply cares about mm -hmm. the movie he's mm -hmm. making it doesn't so, matter it's that so it's black smart. panther it doesn't yeah. matter if it's yep. creed he just cares so much about the material yeah, and it was just like it was just bleeding out of him when he was talking about it it was incredible tradition yeah, yeah. versus innovation yes. right right like that's what he wrote down characters yeah. I was because like, he had okoye fighting upstairs and yeah. she's tradition yeah and then uh how do you say her name nakia nakia, nakia. i i keep thinking nokia because of the phone <laughs> Uh, but Nakia, so she's like the one who he described as like, she'll grab anything and beat yeah. her ass with it. Like yeah. she grabs her shoe and like- they That's talk right, about, she beats him with a shoe. Yeah, and the, she, they talks about the significance of being barefoot, but he also yeah. talks about the significance and why Okoya says this thing's disgraceful yeah. when she has the wig on yep. because she absolutely finds it disgraceful that she has to, a, cover, to, her. to cover her yeah. head, which her head is a is a symbol of pride yeah. to the to the it's dormilaje. Beautiful. It's beautiful. And then, and then how Black Panther- uh wait what he didn't really dive into black panther very much did he not too much in terms of not too much in terms of the fighting style but yeah. mostly talking about how he also has to have his own fighting style because he's right. super powered right yeah mm -hmm. well yeah he's got the i that mean you kick, can see that with that, that jump. kick 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. He does. Mm-hmm. He does say he kind of touches on that. Yanks this guy with yeah, the wire. Yeah. But yeah. it's kick just and it's the way the camera moves and the the, the, the not yeah. not the crane shot. The wire it's like shot. Like a wire. That he has. Yeah. And then yeah. He said a guy up there. An operator it. like grabs it. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah, I highly recommend you watch it. This is the kind of stuff that made me want to go into movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just I geek out every time somebody does. Plus something the thing like that this. was super impressive to me is like sometimes when you look at a script and you have to break it down and the script features an action sequence that has yeah. multiple characters. Right. It's overwhelming to look at it and go okay, what is the placement of all of these mm-hmm. characters? How do right, we track right, it through right. this whole scene? Mm-hmm. How do you continuity-wise make sure that they are where they're supposed to be when every t- you know when you change mm-hmm. scenes, mm-hmm. you change directions and angles? To me, the fact that he was so just on top of like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Ulysses Claw is here because in the next shot he's going to be here and this yeah. is where he was previously yeah. and he's like drawing out on the tablet like where Ulysses Claw is even though you yeah. can't see him. Because, very, And very he explains why because he had a model of the room built yes. and yep. he was playing with toys yep. inside planning the scene. I love it's, it. It's amazing and I it goes it. to show that like filmmaking can be some bullshit like Michael Bay makes. And just as a money grab in a fucking terrible garbage movie, or you can be is somebody like a a a Coogler, and spend time and put your love and put your passion into something like yeah. that. The Pan African flag with the costumes is a beautiful touch. So good. like just everything. Red, he explains that most of the practical the the effects were practical in the movie, and 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 I appreciate that because it gives it a realness. It's just all these things that a director has to think about and, yeah. and a director has to put into this movie mm-hmm. and and makes me appreciate things yeah. a lot more. And I wish more people broke it down that and way. And the thing I love too is he talks about the language. Oh yeah, he talks yeah. about how, the language How when too. Okoye yeah. says to yeah. stand down and she doesn't realize that the South African soldier part of uh-huh. Ulysses Claus' yeah. team can understand and her. He understands As the it. audience yeah. are like, how does he know how to react to right, that? Right, right. Ryan Coogler it, tells you and you're like, oh shit, you're like, changes oh, the whole thing. Yeah, now. this yeah. changes everything. Yeah. It definitely deepened my appreciation for that sequence. Absolutely. Totally. And I, I cannot wait to hopefully watch Black Panther <laughs> with a commentary track. In 3D. Oh. In 3D would be dope. <laughs> yeah. I, if this, if this I, Blu-ray does not have a, com- have a yeah. commentary track and yeah. it doesn't have an extent that was the one thing i will say go- talking about uh last jedi the blu-ray commercial made me excited because there's a commentary track mm-hmm. with ryan johnson mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's supposed there's supposed to be a documentary a yeah. feature-length oh, documentary about I the making it. of it I with ryan it. johnson i want that for black panther yes i, I want ryan coogler to like have a I full document for every movie that i love yeah especially <laughs> those that's the thing that yeah. frustrates me about a lot of these movies is like the special features kind of suck Mm-hmm. And I want really deep and extensive, uh, like documentary style yeah. featurettes yeah. that I can watch and really sort yeah. of get into the see the perspective of the director and see why he looked at this the way he why this was designed this way mm-hmm. why he decided to shoot it with mm-hmm. like this lens and that setup. Mm-hmm. I love that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. like you mentioned, Lord of the Rings. I talk yeah. about the Fa- Phantom Menace. Yeah. Some of the most extensive Blu-rays and DVDs yeah. that I've seen yeah. that have had some of the best documentaries. That's why yeah. I own two versions of Lord of the Rings, the theatrical and the extended cut, yeah. because of the extra 10 hours of bonus footage. <laughs> yeah. But also, that's why I love Guillermo del Toro. When he was mm-hmm. making the uh, house movie, was it called? Uh, uh, Crimson Peak? Crimson Peak. Yeah. So he gave, the, he gave everybody a character outline, but also gave every character a secret that only that character knows. That's right. And none of the other character knows. It's It just adds so much depth to to the story mm-hmm. you're telling and it can add to the performances and everything it's just it's brilliant and i wish i could think like those storytellers but that's yeah. why i watch these special these that's special true. features yeah. i envy them because it's just it's like great. oh my god this is incredible <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, really love that talent. I appreciate it. Appreciate super, it. Super exciting, but yeah, you yeah. should definitely go watch it. It's so 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 interesting. They have other ones on there too. There, there's. I think there was one that Taika did for Thor Ragnarok, but the one for Thor Ragnarok was a little bit more. It wasn't as in depth, and it didn't have as many layers as Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Ryan Coogler brought to yeah. that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but it was still really good. It was sort of a more of like, how did we shoot this with having so many complicated yeah. things happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's really really good too. But yeah, but this yeah. Black Panther one was like. Talked about themes and it was very deep and rich. I want more. Yeah, I want more, guys. Thank you so much for watching another week of Hyper Heroes. Very exciting stuff. Let us know in the comments below what you thought about everything that we talked about. Who should replace Joss Whedon as the director of Batgirl? I think that's the biggest burning question right now. Uh, Let us know uh, all your thoughts in the comments below. And Hector, where can everybody find you on the interwebs? You can find me at five hundred gf podcast mm-hmm, on twitter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or at hector is funny because yep. on monday we're dropping the episode actually sunday night at midnight with augustine when we talk about amores perros and we mexican it up he oh, brought yeah. his we insight go, we go deep into we the talk mexican about stuff. a bunch of different not just that movie but yeah. if you have time go see that movie go rent it on amazon watch it and then if you've never seen it check it out if you like birdman if you like the revenant yeah. same director watch it. it's from the year 2000 yeah it was a great discussion man me keller and augustine just tearing it up and so go to town we would appreciate that support and then if you like it uh you know, like let people know, but don't tweet at us like, watch this movie next because we got the set list, baby. And we're, <laughs> and we're talking Halloween in like October. That's right. <laughs> I went to the locations a couple, yeah, of, a couple of days back. Yeah. It was dope. You did. did you get scared? No, no. Oh. Pasadena is like such a friendly place. I know. Place. It is. It's so happy. <laughs> Especially South Pasadena. There. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at L underscore Santo Taco. And if you have deals on toys, I'm collecting like everything Black Panther right now. Tweet oh, it yeah? out. Okay. <laughs> Tweet it. Oh, that's right. You went me. to the toy store. They had nothing Black they Panther. They had nothing Black yeah, Panther. So now out. I'm like, I need to buy everything. I need to buy it all. What if it's gone? Oh, my God. Where is it? Where is it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Tight. L underscore Santa Taco. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you can just find me at Adam Havoc. You can also find me at my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Adam Havoc. Kaiju don't eat any cables. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye.